0: Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 34 here on KSL News uh, Radio. Listen, I am so overjoyed to be talking to you about this next topic. And Now, the reason we're discussing this issue is because we've lost someone. We've lost a hero. But the history of that individual is absolutely uh, fascinating. Uh, I'm going to take you back uh, to last year during the legislative session here on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, Again, 2019, we've been talking about uh, a lot of this legislative stuff uh, for this year, but now let's take a look back at last year. There was a, it's called a Senate Concurrent Resolution, number two, SCR2. The chief sponsor was uh, Janet Iwamoto. Uh, the House sponsor, Christine Watkins. And there's a long list of both uh, senators and representatives who added their names to this uh, Senate concurrent resolution from both parties, Republicans and Democrats. Let me read a bit of it to you. The general description is... Uh, a- it's a concurrent resolution of the legislature and the governor uh, recognizing and honoring the legacy of the Navajo code talkers. I should tell you the the fate of this resolution. Uh, So it passed the Senate, passed the House, and the governor signed it. Uh, So this uh, resolution made it all the way through the process. this resolution, it recognizes and honors the Navajo code talkers legacy for their extraordinary contribution to the nation and designates August 14th, as Navajo Code Talkers Day here in the state of Utah. And the way these resolutions work is it sets out what it would like to highlight. You are made aware of the members of the legislature who are behind this effort. And then it jumps into, uh, the, the whereas section. And that is where the case is made uh, for why we ought to be honoring these individuals and this uh, effort in the way laid out in designating an entire day as Utah Navajo Code Talkers Day, again August 14th. So let me walk through some of this. It's going to teach us a few things. Uh, we're going to look at the the history of these Code Talkers, and we're going to look at their uh, relevance and uh, uh, the, how vital they were to our successes in World War II, particularly in the Pacific Theater, and then... In our next segment, I'll tell you right now, uh, we're going to be joined on the line uh, by Navajo Nation President Jonathan Ness. He's going to call in uh, because, unfortunately, a member of his tribe has passed away. Joe Vendever Sr. passed away just this morning at the age of 96. Uh, now, Joe, uh, as of the the date of the signing of this resolution, was one of only eight surviving code talkers uh, to be with us still. Eight of the uh, hundreds of folks who, during... Uh, World War II uh, did some incredible work with their language uh, to help transmit messages and safeguard and protect the plans and uh, efforts of uh, America's fighting men and women. So, let's walk through this resolution. That's going to get us caught up on the history of these Code Talkers. And in the next segment, uh, we're going to speak uh, to the president of the Navajo Nation. So, it reads, this, again, resolution from last year, uh, Navajo Code Talkers from Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico saved thousands of lives and helped win World War II in the Pacific Theater by using top-secret code that used the Navajo language to transmit messages. Think about uh, either history class, or that movie Code Talkers with Nicolas Cage, uh, we learned a lot about uh, how this worked. What happened was uh, speakers of this Navajo language were uh, put to work developing a code and uh, that was used to transmit uh, messages. Uh, the resolution continues, whereas the enemy was breaking military codes in use until the Navajo Code was introduced. Whereas, during World War II, these modest young Navajo men fashioned from the Navajo language the only military code in modern history that was never broken by an enemy. Whereas, armed with special top-secret training, these men developed over 600 Navajo code words to transmit the top-secret messages. Whereas, the Navajo Code Talkers messages were transmitted to the front lines, beach, command posts, command ships, aircraft carriers, battleships, and to all landing units involved in every major invasion in the Pacific during World War II. It continues, Navajo radio operators transmitted the code throughout the dense jungles and exposed beachheads of the Pacific Theater from 1942 to 1945, passing over, get this, passing over 800 Error-free messages in 48 hours at Iwo Jima alone. Major Howard Connor, 5th Marine Division Signal Officer in Iwo Jima, land at the landing of Iwo Jima, he said that, quote, were it not for the Navajos, the Marines would never have taken Iwo Jima. Uh, you know about Iwo Jima? There was a mountain there, Sarabachi, and on top of that mountain, a photo was taken. Uh, and it is a photo which has been memorialized uh, all over this country. You know the image uh folks uh there were movies and songs about it a book uh flags of our fathers uh it came out not too long ago uh, there's a song by johnny cash uh, memorializing ira hayes uh one of the folks who up on uh, sarabachi hoisted that flag and uh whose image and likeness was memorialized in that photo that you and i are uh, so familiar with as they raise the flag there atop mount sarabachi uh the bravery The resolution continues, the bravery and ingenuity of these young Navajo men gave the United States and Allied forces the upper hand they so desperately needed in the Pacific theater, hastened the war's end and assured victory uh, for the United States and and its allies. It continues, over a dozen Navajo code talkers were killed in action and more than a dozen were wounded. And get this, uh, after 23 years of secrecy, 23 years after World War II, uh, this code was kept in secret. Uh, The Navajo Code was declassified in 1968. It continues, the United States Congress and the president on behalf of the United States honored Navajo Code Talkers with the highest honor. The Congressional Gold and Silver Medals. That was in 2001. Imagine that. Uh, From the 40s to 2001 before they received that great honor. Uh, This resolution continues. Eight of the more than 400 original World War II Navajo Code Talkers are alive today. Now remember, this was this was last year. And the occasion for us speaking on this topic here today is that one of these eight has passed away. Passed away just this morning. Joe Vendover Sr. Passed away this morning at the age of 96. Whereas the surviving Navajo code talkers are, and I'll read the names uh, and I'll point out the one we have learned this morning has passed away. Fleming Begay, Thomas H. Begay, uh, William Brown, John Kinzel, Peter McDonald Sr., John Pinto, Samuel Sandoval, and John Wendover who we now know unfortunately has passed away and the Navajo code talkers leave a legacy of service that continues to inspire others to achieve excellence and instills core values of pride, discipline and honor. So the again the way these resolution works uh the way these wes- resolutions work rather is that uh it states the intent of what will happen Uh, that a day will be established here in the state of Utah, Navajo Code Talker Day. Uh, That's August 14th. Uh, You're made aware of all of the legislators who are behind this, and then they make their case, and then... Uh, here is the language that matters now. Therefore, be it resolved that the legislature of the state of Utah, the governor concurring therein designates August 14th as Utah Navajo Code Talkers Day here in the state of Utah. Be it further resolved, that the legislature and the governor recognize the Navajo Code Talkers legacy and an extraordinary contribution to the nature. To the nation, rather. Be it further resolved that a copy of this resolution be sent uh, to uh, those eight men who I named earlier, the surviving code talkers. And so it was uh, that last year John Vendiver Sr. received this resolution. And uh, today we unfortunately learn that he has passed away. Uh, But I am grateful to him for his service. I'm grateful to him for all the good uh, that he and the other 400 or some odd uh, World War II Navajo Code Talkers rendered this uh, nation. And I am anxious in our next segment to speak to the president of the Navajo Nation, who will talk to us about the legacy of these men, uh, the legacy of their effort, and what it means to our country today, uh, both generally and specifically uh, the life of this Joe uh, Vandever Sr., who again has passed away just this morning. That's all coming up on uh, today's program uh, and in the next segment specifically. There is still uh, much more beyond that. We're going to cover Uh, We have an ABC correspondent who was traveling with the president just yesterday as he hosted a rally in Iowa. That's in the midst of these proceedings there in Washington, D.C., in the midst of these impeachment uh, proceedings, this trial against him. Uh, Now, all likelihood is that this is all going to wrap up uh, within the next week or so. The president will remain in office and his rallies uh, will continue. But particularly yesterday at that juncture of the proceedings, it'll be interesting to see what the mood was at that rally, uh, some of the highlights. So we'll get a report from Rachel Scott. Uh, She's a new uh, correspondent with ABC News, and she's going to join us uh, and give us a sense of what's going on. Also, uh, we're going to touch on red flag laws a little bit more. I know I beat that drum uh, so often. It's a topic you hear uh, addressed here on this program fairly regularly. Well, I think uh, there's something uh, even more interesting uh, happening still. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, But again, as I said, and as we walked through that resolution uh, honoring the Navajo Code Talk, We are going to continue that discussion next with the president of the Navajo Nation here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and...